guys. Welcome to FAQ with Chris, where I read stories from the web and the waiting room community. These stories center around plus size bodies and their experiences. So if you have a story you would like me to share, please send an email at thewaitingroompc at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-E-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-R-O-O-M-P-C at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of FAQ. I hope you're all having an amazing week so far, but I bet you're looking forward to the weekend that's coming up. Today we're going to talk a little bit about an article that I've come across. It's titled Food Neutrality and How to Heal from Diet Culture. Right now, while I'm part of the medical weight management program, I am diving pretty deep into a lot of things regarding food. Uh, Earlier in the week, I was talking about self-acceptance. A lot of these things are something I really need to start working on a little bit more food neutrality it's like I try and practice it and then I go away from it and then I do and then I don't and it's just like the cycle that I'm going through hopefully with the guidance of this medical weight management program though it's gonna be a little bit easier some of the things that I come across or that they discuss with us I will be discussing with on the podcast to hopefully shed a little bit of light for some of you out there and maybe it'll help guide you in the right direction as well We're all in this learning together, right? So a little bit of help can go a far way. Uh, That being said, let's dive right on into this article. Food Neutrality and How to Heal from Diet Culture by Rachel Fine. How can I create a healthy and positive relationship with food? You eat a cookie after dinner. Do you enjoy it and move on? Or does a wave of food guilt follow you? How about a salad? Do you feel a sense of superiority for choosing the healthy option, or do you enjoy the crunchy mix of sweet and salty flavors and move on with your day? Diet culture has conditioned us into believing that our food and exercise habits reflect who we are morally as people. These habits define specific behaviors that through the years have been identified as appropriate in regard to achieving health and wellness. According to diet culture, we're inferior and bad for choosing cookies, but superior and good for choosing the fruit plate. The problem, however, is that true health is multifaceted and diet culture's definition of health is both falsely dichotomous, healthy versus unhealthy, and rooted in privilege. White privilege, thin privilege, ableism, and economic privilege are just a few examples. In fact, most health outcomes are out of our individual control and primarily determined by social, economical, and environmental factors. Using this idea of health is both exclusive and oftentimes unattainable. What is food neutrality? Viewing foods as bad for health or performance evokes anxiety or guilt around food. This mindset leaves us vulnerable to the all-or-nothing knee-jerk reaction that is often experienced when we eventually eat these previously deemed bad, unhealthy, or empty calorie options. Now, I'm not saying that all foods are equivalent from a nutrition perspective. Some foods are nutrient-dense and even performance-enhancing than others. For example, a plate of broccoli is richer in nutrients than a plate of confectioner's candy. Food neutrality isn't about equalizing the nutrient density of various foods. It's about stripping the moral value from foods in a way that removes the judgment, shame, stress, and guilt associated with those foods. But Rachel, I feel better when I eat healthier. Viewing foods through a neutral lens doesn't mean you're disregarding nutrition education. In fact, once you remove the judgment around your food choices, you're better equipped to integrate gentle nutrition without obsessing. 
There's also a major difference between feeling physically bad after eating and feeling like you're being bad for eating. Eating a side dish of broccoli might help one dancer's digestive regularity while leaving another dancer with digestive discomfort. Choosing whole wheat pasta might satisfy one dancer and support more sustained energy levels, but leave another dancer who struggles with a gluten allergy, such as celiac disease, feeling physically unwell. None of these scenarios reflect anyone's values, especially in regards to health and well-being. In fact, for the dancer with a sensitive tummy, opting out of the veggies is an act of self-care. On the flip side, choosing a balanced wrap over a handful of candy might give you the staying power you need to get through a long rehearsal. So how can we access food neutrality in a world that glorifies wellness as a guise for dieting? This article will provide three actionable steps for utilizing food neutrality to improve your food flexibility and heal your relationship with your plate, your exercise habits, and your body. Unlearn dichotomous messaging. What diet culture commonly deems as health foods are often given a higher moral value than what diet culture commonly deems as unhealthy or junk foods. To build your neutral lens, we'll need to rewire your neural pathways and shift conditioned thoughts like XYZ equals bad into new thoughts like XYZ equals fuel for my body, mind, and soul. Shifting these thoughts enables you to make choices from a place of internal self-care, not external ridicule. Grab a journal and construct 10 neutral food thoughts. Here's a few examples. Number one, chocolate satisfies my soul. Number two, adding bread to my meal boosts my carbohydrate intake. Carbs are my body's best fuel source. Number three, dessert might not immediately enhance my physical performance, but it surely enhances my mental and emotional well-being. The same goes for foods you've elevated to be healthy and clean. Your salad or fruit smoothie doesn't have to only be a safe option because diet culture says so. In fact, you can repair your relationship with these commonly deemed healthy or clean foods as well. Here's a few examples. Number one, a crunchy salad sounds super refreshing right now. I'll mix in some grains and nuts for a boost of energizing complex carbs. Number two, legume pasta leaves me feeling fuller for longer. This helps for long afternoons of dancing. Number three, I'll choose a fruit plate tonight. I'm not super hungry and I'm in the mood for a tangy and refreshing option. Give yourself judgment-free permission to eat. Permission to eat involves the removal of any rule or condition from your food and or exercise choices. So for example, when we have unconditional permission to eat, we're not saving calories or burning off XYZ. Removing the conditions around these previously deemed bad or good foods also enables you to identify amounts, aka servings, that work best for your body. Eating an amount of food that feels good in comparison to eating an amount of food that doesn't feel good is part of the discovery process. This discovery process is only accessible in the context of a judgment-free zone. During this process, use mindful eating techniques. How does the food taste? What's the aroma like? If there's a specific food that you're feeling bad about, then you'll need to set aside some serious time for this mindful reflection. Consider the whole value of your choices. Food neutrality enables us <clears throat> Food neutrality enables us to make choices based upon our well-being. 
including the mental, emotional, social, and physical elements of our health and wellness. Use food to honor all facets of life, including your nostalgic memories, new experiences, pleasures, joys, comforts, and so forth. And remember, food neutrality doesn't disregard the nutritional value of food. We can integrate nutrition information, even those that come from food labels and ingredients lists, without having them dictate our choices. Once we understand food neutrality, we can begin intertwining gentle nutrition to help guide, but not hijack, our choices. Here are some examples. Number one, I felt some indigestion after eating those fries. Next time, I'll try baking them. Number two, the cupcake before class left me feeling a bit sluggish during Petit Allegro. I'll save my cupcake for after class. Number three, adding protein powder to my overnight oats helps to keep me feeling fuller and more satisfied throughout the morning. Can you list foods that you've come to define as bad and or good? For more help, follow me on Instagram, and if you started to implement these suggestions, send me a DM. I want to hear from you. And I will link this article in the description of this episode, so you can click the link to their Instagram if you want to follow them for more. All right, so that's it for that article. I thought it was really eye-opening for a lot of things. Um, I'm going to take the time this weekend Um, While I'm on the flight going over to Ontario, I'm going to have a lot of spare time. (laughs) I'm probably going to forget to download some movies. Uh, And I'm going to write out a list of like what I think are good and or bad and figure out why that is. I'm just a lot of things I'm just starting back from the basics with because I feel really confused sometimes. You know, I I was on the right path. I was doing things that were good for me and my body and then things get thrown at you or you know, you get sucked into diet culture again. I I wasn't involved in any of those toxic ideas, but you know, you have, you have them thrown in your face all the time and it causes you to question stuff. And that's the part that I find really frustrating a majority of the time. I know what I'm doing is right for me and my body, but other people's opinions seem to penetrate through my brain and then it bugs the living heck out of me. <laughs> So uh, I definitely think there's a lot of stuff that I still have to dissect in my life. And I am very grateful for this program to be helping me out. If any of you have any questions regarding this, or if you would like me to detail more of what I'm going through, uh, shoot me an email. We say it every single time. You know what the email is. If you don't, rewind to the beginning and listen to the first 30 seconds. Thank you all again for being here with me. Uh, Like I said on Tuesday, next week there will be no FAQ, but I will be starting it again uh, as of November 8th. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I look forward to next time we meet. Bye guys!